2: Hello everyone, welcome along to the Fantasy Football Beat on Rotaviz Radio. My name's Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Today's show is brought to you by Draft as well as mybookie.ag Each week on the Fantasy Football Beat, I'm joined by an NFL Beat reporter to break down one of the games of the week. On today's show, my guest will be Jim Wyatt of TitansOnline.com. We'll be discussing the Titans and the Jaguars here in Week 17 as the Titans need to win to ensure they can qualify for one of those wildcard spots as we head to the playoffs. So we'll be looking a little bit about some of the key players, key matchups that we expect to decide the game. We'll be talking about Marcus Mariota, we'll be talking about the injury to DeMarco Murray, what that means for Derrick Henry. After I talk with Jim, I'll take a few moments then to recap what we discussed and look uh, using some of the Rotavis apps a little bit deeper at the game from a fantasy football perspective. I know a lot of us might be finished up playing uh, in fantasy football this season with most redraft leagues and dynasty leagues ending in week 16. But we're bringing you the week 17 show because some people out there might have a DFS angle to look at this game. So... Uh, I'll be looking into that with some of the Rotoviz apps. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. You can find all the apps and all the, the great content and great work over there on rotoviz.com and uh, of course uh, the season is over for a lot of fantasy players outside of this week's DFS slate but one of the reasons I love the NFL is because uh, one of the reasons actually I really got into NFL and watching it here while uh, over here in Europe was the fact that uh, I could put wagers quite freely on the games and of course now if you're living in America depending on what state you're in you can freely put wagers on in these games as well by Using an online sportsbook. And my preferred option is mybookie.ag. Fantastic. I've used them for many, many seasons now. Using them for the last uh, two seasons, uh, maybe two and a bit seasons. Uh, and then obviously including this season, so that brings it up to three. So it's been a, a nice little run there on their website and have had quite a bit of good success there. Great end game live betting options, a good uh, mobile site that they've been uh, revamping over the season, and uh, a lot of great player perks as well. So you have uh, another option at a player perk, and that is by using our code ROTOBEAT here. And uh, signing up to MyBookie, they will match your first deposit by up to a 50% bonus. So all you have to do is use that code ROTOBEAT. And, uh, sign up. That activates the offer for your first deposit and uh, they will add that little bit of a bonus into your account. So you have a little bit more uh, opportunity this week to make an extra bit of money as we head towards the new year. So for this game at the moment we see the Titans as a three-point favorite over the Jaguars and uh, the over-under in this one is 42. So a pretty low score after opening up at uh, 41 it has been bumped up to 42 points. So interesting there will be interesting to what Jim thinks of how the game's going to go but it's very very hard to call some of these week 17 games as to how they go in the over under market but with uh, what is expected to happen in this one with the the Titans really needing this one where the Jaguars may rest up some off their star players we uh, will see and obviously i want to talk to jim about it we'll get a bit more in depth information but i kind of feel like uh, if, you know it's all on the line for the titans here and if they are to win i would expect it to be by more than that three points the problem they have is uh, you know if the jaguars leave a lot of their key defenders in for the majority of this match that's gonna be a really really tough ask so without any further ado let's uh, jump straight into it and let's get jim on the show to uh, help us break down this week's 17 contest I'd like to be joined now on the show by Jim Wyatt of TitansOnline.com. We've had him on in the preseason, we've been on in the seasons, always a fantastic guest on the show. But I guess I want to start off with a non-Titans question, and that is obviously looking back to last week's game where the team lost 27-23 to the, uh, to the LA Rams. Todd Gurley has been talked up as a, a possible MVP candidate. What you've seen with him last week, 118 yards and 22 carries, 10 passes that he caught for 158 yards and two touchdowns. Do you think uh, he is a legitimate MVP candidate?
3: Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I'm mean, i certainly well aware of Todd Gurley coming into that game, being from uh, from Nashville and following the University of Georgia, and uh, and knowing about him during his early you know seasons in the league. To see him up close in person at the NFL level, to see how he impacts the game, not only catching, not only running the ball, but catching it. He's, uh, and to think of the success that the Rams have had, such a turnaround. I mean. Jared Goff deserves credit, but Todd Gurley is a game changer. And when you start talking about most valuable players and what they mean to a team, it's uh, I would, you know, I certainly am not going to scoff at that suggestion.
2: Yeah, but let's get back to the Titans and the Jaguars this week. The Titans now are 8-7 and seven after that loss to the Rams. The Jaguars obviously have, you know, sealed up their playoff spot and uh, coach Doug Marone has said that they're going to play their starters this week, meaning the Titans are probably not going to get that free pass against the backups. But do you believe in what uh, Doug Marone is saying or do you expect him to leave those starters in for maybe the first quarter or so and then switch it up? Obviously, it is a division game, so we all know how important those are. But with the, the playoffs in mind for the Jaguars, how do you see them approaching it from that side?
3: Yeah, I mean, I can only take him, take him for his word and what he has said, not only to reporters in Jacksonville, but what he said on the conference call to, uh, with reporters in Nashville. I mean, he, he, uh, he has been pretty adamant that if a guy is healthy and given a clean bill of health, he's going to play in this game, and, and he said they're playing to win. Now, uh, you know, for the Titans, this is a playoff game. You win and you go home. Jacksonville, if you lose, I mean, win or lose, you're hosting a, a playoff game next weekend uh, as the number three seed, and that's not going to change. And uh, it potentially could be the Titans if the Titans win this game. And it could be as early as Saturday. So, certainly reasons why he might be a little bit more cautious in moving forward with the starters. But at the same time, I mean, he's kind of a, a no nonsense coach. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't like the way they played last week in San Francisco. And I, I think he feels like, the way to regain some of that swagger that they have developed is to play and to play well. So uh, I think we're anxious to see in Nashville, but the Titans have got to show up ready to play. And that, that talk does nothing but help the Titans. Yeah, certainly you'd rather, rather see backups, but the, the, the Titans are not going to be taking anything for granted going in and especially won't well know when Jacksonville's coming with their A game.
2: Yeah, and you obviously mentioned there the Jaguars actually losing last week to the Forty ers so they won't want to be going into the playoffs in the back of a two-game losing streak. And of course, the Titans, uh, you mentioned if they win, they get in this week. Uh, they are obviously playing the leader in the AFC South, but if they win, they will fi- finish as the final spot in their conference and obviously get into the wildcard spot. And you know, if they do lose, it gives the, the opportunity there to the los angeles chargers and uh, the buffalo bills as well to try and sneak in so those are the three teams kind of in the mix but at this point in time uh, obviously you have to say the titans are uh, obviously the favorites with that win and scenario
3: yeah i mean you'd like to think that but the titans have not been able to take care of their own business of late i mean lost three games in a row you know at arizona after san francisco and then against the rams now Rams are a good team. There's no shame in losing the Rams. 49ers are hot with Garoppolo. The one that slipped away was the Arizona. But uh, unless I'm mistaken, even if the Titans have won that game, they're still going to be in a situation where they needed to win this game to get to the playoffs. The one you look back on is maybe a Miami game, which was an AFC loss early in the season. If you win that game, then you don't have as much pressure on you this week. But the Titans uh, playing at home, playing with so much to gain, uh, I think they'll be ready to play.
2: Yeah, you mentioned as well losing that last uh, three games and, and their five previous wins. Four of them have come by just one score. So they're a team that aren't winning big and they aren't really clicking on all cylinders. We had high hopes for this team coming in in the off season. What is What have you thought has been the, the main issue that the team has really struggled on offense? We thought they would be dynamic in offense coming in, but they have really uh, spluttered throughout the, the pretty much the entire season.
3: Well, I think the inconsistency uh, in the red zone and then their inability to be consistent uh, you know, on third down, I think that's what's hurt him more than anything else. Yeah, you can look at different facets of the game. Marcus Mariota's thrown 15 interceptions. That's more than he's thrown in any season. You know, the the running game has not been as dominant as it has as it was last season. And it, while they've had some good games, they haven't done it week in and week out. Mariota's been hit too much. I think the the protection has not been as good as it was previously. And I think he's needed time. Uh, you know, to get on the same page with some of these young receivers he's throwing to. So a lot of reasons why the Titans have not been, uh, as good in most facets of the game. And I'm talking about third down and in the red zone, but, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, that's kind of what's kept this, this, uh, unit from, from taking off and being the team on offense that everybody kind of thought they'd be.
2: Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, we've said they've spluttered throughout the season, but if they do win this week they make it to the playoffs, and of course that would have been the objective at the start of the season, so still a, a lot left in the season for them. The big story this week has obviously been DeMarco Murray and his knee injury. He remains sidelined on today's practice. We're recording this on Thursday. And the Titans are still kind of seem to be holding out hope for Murray to play through this MCL injury. i seen where you had asked uh, the coach about the, the MCL and it had been a completely torn MCL. He said that that wasn't the report he had received. What have you been able to decipher from the New News coming out around uh, Demarco Murray. Of course, it's uh, very limited as to what he'll be able to do in Week 17. But are they holding out real hope for uh, you know if they do get into the playoffs that he can be a part of that? And how severe is this knee injury?
3: Well, I, mean, I think the fact that uh, that he has not been ruled out, the fact that they didn't immediately put him on injured reserve and say we're going to Derrick Henry leads you to believe that uh, it is an injury that he could eventually come back from. How quickly, I guess that remains to be seen. He has not practiced the last couple of days. You know, Mike Mullarky continues to hold, out hope that he could be used maybe even in a limited role on Sunday. If he can't go, Derrick Henry, David Flewellen would get the increased workload with Derrick Henry getting the bulk of the work. Uh, Derrick, you know, DeMarco is a tough guy. And I don't think Mike Margie wants to just rule him out without giving him a chance to let his body recover. Uh, you know, some fans who want to see Derek Henry don't appreciate some of the stuff that Dr. Marco Murray does, whether it's on third down as a pass catcher or maybe in pass protection, some things that don't get you a lot of stats, especially in the pass protection part, but, but he brings value to the team. So they want to give him a chance because he's a. they're a better team when he is available and playing. But, whether that he can be this week, uh, I think we have to wait. Uh, you know, possibly even up until game time to find out because uh, Milardi said it could come down to Sunday and actors don't come out until 90 minutes before the game.
2: Yeah, and Murray has proven this season, although he has underperformed, it's mainly been down to injury, and he is definitely one of the tougher players in the NFL. We've seen that throughout his time in the league, and another one of the toughest players, I think, in the entire NFL is on this roster as well, and that's Delaney Walker, who's played the entire season pretty much banged up, but still is getting the job done week to week. Uh, You mentioned there about the advantage on third down when we're looking at Uh, the titans and murray and uh, the difference between him and henry but he has been you know getting a lot lot more of the work in that regard of the game Uh, henry has just 10 uh, 10 receptions on the on the season for 70 yards so uh, murray has caught 39 passes to that account but is this really the the opportunity the titans you know the titans have seemed reluctant to just give the workload to henry do you think it's really that coming up this week they really have to go and give him the full the full workload this week
3: well, if Murray doesn't play, they have no choice, and yeah. uh, and they're not not that they're afraid afraid to do it. I mean, and I think you know Derek Henry talking to him today with a group of reporters. I mean, he he's not making a big deal out of this. I mean, he's played. He leads the team in rushing. It's not like he's a, a, a inexperienced back who's all of a sudden stepping up and being asked to carry the load. He, he he is quietly. Uh, I'm sure, been chomping at the bit, although he's not falling all over himself saying that. I mean, He's a he's pro. He's, he said he'll be prepared. Uh, you know, He's ready to do whatever he can to help the team win. But Terry Robisky, the team's office coordinator, said, hey, this is a guy that's been waiting since his rookie season to play. He didn't come in the league of the Heisman Trophy winner and say, hey, I'm ready to back up DeMarco Murray. He wanted to play. He's waited his turn. He hasn't created a fuss. He's, uh, he's done his job. And now if things play out like, uh, like it looks like they might, then uh, we could see a lot of Derrick Henry on Sunday.
2: Yeah, he's certainly handled it very professionally in his time since he came into the league, obviously sitting behind Murray. Uh, Then with uh, the focus being on winning, do you expect the team to to get that win and to get into the playoffs come uh, Sunday?
3: Well, I think guys are hungry and guys are excited about the chance. I mean, last year... Uh, I was in Jacksonville on December the 24th, and the Titans lost, and it was game over at that point. They still had a game to play against the Texans, but the season was over. No playoffs, no Mariota, and uh, you know the team had you know, the next six, seven months to stew about that, even longer until the regular season started. Now, yes, the team blew, has blown an opportunity uh, in recent weeks, but you've got a chance to still get in the playoffs with a win, and guys are hungry. I mean, and you can have no one but the blame but themselves if, if you don't get in because uh, it's not a situation where the Titans need teams team to lose. Titans need to win. And I, I get the sense the players and and you know are hungry and excited about the chance. And uh, I expect the team to play well.
2: once again thanks to Jim for coming aboard the podcast Uh, it's always great information that he does provide a great job he does with Titans online as well the official website of the Tennessee Titans and uh in just a moment, I want to use some of the apps to look a little bit more into this game. But of course, the season is almost over; uh, the regular season is over. But it's still a perfect time for you to jump on over and get a Rotoviz NFL Pass, which you can get right now for a thirty percent discount using our homepage for the podcast. That is RodaBiz forward slash podcast. Your subscription will give you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it helps support the pod. So be sure and head over there, get your discount. That will add on true to the end of next season, of course, and uh, that is a thirty percent saving for you so head on over now and check it out at rotaviz.com forward slash podcast
1: hey sports fans football season's here and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie my bookie is the industry leading sports betting website that offers real vegas odds on football baseball and all your favorite sporting events you can take aside the total or even fantasy points props my bookie lets you bet online and win big did the game already kick off Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.
2: So obviously looking into this game uh, it's you know week 17 there's uh, not as much up for grabs here obviously for the Jaguars as there is for the Titans. Very hard then to obviously trust the usage of the Jacksonville Jaguars this week of course we talked there Doug Marone has said that he is going to play his starters this week and that there then obviously we have to just wait and see how that plays out but very very hard to see them playing uh, all their starters for the entirety of this game and of course Leonard Fournette has been battling an ankle injury for the majority of the last five or six weeks he's missed a couple of games so I think you know with him being their their lead running back it makes sense for him to set this one out as much as possible but we'll see what happens so when I'm looking at this game I'm, I'm really going to be looking at it from the perspective of what the Titans are going to do because it's very very hard to uh, to trust the uses that we're going to see in this one from the Jacksonville Jaguars You know, we're really looking at it from a DFS angle, because if you're looking at season-long leagues, the majority of those are over. Uh, If you are in a season-long league, uh, I feel sorry for you, if it's still going on week 17. Sorry, it's uh, it's just a tough call. It's a tough situation. I try not to be involved in leagues that go into week 17. All my leagues have finished up now this past week. I might have some uh, DFS action this week, but... You know, it's a a tough one just going into week 17 to trust the usage. You need to be uh, following those teams that really have something to play for, like the Titans. I think they're a good option to use this week in terms of DFS. And of course, then they're going up against the best defense in the league and the Jaguars. And we'll see if any of them do rest. But we see in a lot of these games that it tends to be the offensive players that do get rested rather than the defensive stars. So I think we'll see a lot of these uh, guys on defense play the majority of this game so it makes it tough then to, to really trust the Titans as we look into it obviously from their perspective but the first thing I want to mention when I talk about the Titans is uh, since I talked with Jim uh, the the Titans have ruled out DeMarco Murray for this week so Derek Henry is going to get the full workload this week and of course I'll be talking about my thoughts on Derek Henry in just a moment we're going to start off and look uh, you know the quarterback situation Marcus Mariota it hasn't been a good season for him in general uh, over the, the season We've seen him, you know, his best finish on the season was in week one and that was a top eight finish. So he finished eighth that week. Then we've seen him finish in the the low to high teens uh, pretty much after that. He's had a couple of, you know, top 12 weeks. But there's only three of those dotted throughout the season and then one that he did finish 12. So four in total if you want to include that 12th place finish teams like he played against Cleveland, finished 26th overall, played against the Colts in a prime matchup, finished 26th there, finished uh, 31st uh, against Arizona, finished 23rd last week against the Rams, so there's just been some severe disappointments and I was so, so uh, positive about Marcus Mariota coming into this season, so it's really hurt me and a lot of my Uh, baseball format leagues and uh, those season-long leagues have been a lot of dynasty leagues too so it hasn't been a good season for Mariota and of course going up against this Jaguars defense if he does uh, face the majority of the starters for this entire game it's going to be a tough one for him so I'm staying away from uh, Mariota but I am going to look then around at some of the other options I don't think his day will be particularly great but I think that still leaves an opportunity for some of the guys that he'll be passing the ball to to have nice days overall so we're looking at the, the running backs. I mentioned Murray out. That obviously gives the workload to Derrick Henry. So prime spot here for him. But... You know, early in the season, we could have targeted this Jacksonville defense as one that uh, struggled against the run. They've improved much, much uh, since they got Marcel Darius in that trade just before the trade deadline. So they've uh, really stiffened up from that area. So it's a pretty simple situation for the for the Titans this week. They win and they're into the playoffs, as I mentioned there. With Jim, the Jaguars have only allowed a hundred plus rushing yards to uh, two running backs since week six. So they have, you know, as I mentioned, they're tightened up. A lot, but uh, you know, if Henry gets the workload in this, and if there's some of those starters tend to be arrested later on in the game, I, I like what he can do. I think, uh, you know, giving him, you know, 20 to 25 carries in this game is going to be a real part of this uh, Titans game plan. I think they have to go with that. I think with that workload, then we have to see some uh, very, very positive uh, returns for Henry. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does this week. Uh, I've been kind of crying out all season long for him to get this opportunity. Now he has it. Not in a good matchup, obviously, going up against the Jaguars here, but. I still think that he is the talent and the ability to do something with it. and In the game where, as I mentioned, it's all on the line, this is a playoff game for the Titans, and uh, with the Jaguars, it's pretty much playing to get ready for uh, next weekend's wildcard game is pretty much the situation for them. There's nothing really going to change whether they win or lose in this one. They're playing for confidence, playing for, uh, to just make sure they're well gelled heading into the playoffs. Obviously losing last week to the 49ers wasn't in their game plan, but Either way they 're heading to the playoffs, and uh you know that I think you have to take that into consideration sometimes teams go in with this one uh, and in uh, mentality and if they win uh, they get in obviously then sometimes they fall flat in their face. We could see that with the Titans they have really struggled on offense this year all season long, and I think you know with the the coaching situation down there i've not been a Mike Mullarkey fan since prior to his time uh, coming in as the Titans head coach, but I think At the moment, the the offense has really gone stale, and I think Marcus Mariota would uh, tend to uh, do a lot better if he got an opportunity to work with uh, a more offensive minded head coach, and you know, to try and tailor it to his skills. And needs. So I think uh, Henry this week, though, gets that workload, and I'm confident in his abilities. Looking at the GLSP outcome for him this week, uh, the the interesting thing is obviously uh, the low is so low in this. In PPR leagues, it's 3.1, then the median is 7.9, and then the high is 17.3. Obviously, adjusting that after DeMarco Murray went down. So I think the the median is closer to what I expect his floor to be. I think he'll hit seven points quite easily in this game. I mentioned earlier that he hasn't caught many balls this year, but now he's going to be getting those opportunities. So if it's a PPR league and PPR is somewhere where we don't really see much difference between uh, Derek Henry's, you know, projected volume. And then of course what he's expected to do he's somebody who doesn't get a lot of catches. so That doesn't affect him too much in PPR leagues. It keeps him very similar to the standard format, but in this one, Uh, even his high if you look at standard is 15.7 and then his PPR is 17.3 so they're only really allowing there for two catches in terms of PPR points but I think we'll see that this week that he might get you know uh, three to four catches I think he's probably safe to say he'll get six targets in this one getting that extra workload and then of course getting those extra carries so I think that 17.3 might be a little bit high uh, for his uh, what I expect him to do this week. I'm, I've been penciled in for 12 to 14 points and I've been at 13.6 in my projections. So I think he's a very solid play if you are looking at it from that perspective. If you're playing in DFS, I think he'll be end up being quite chalky this week with DeMarco Murray being out. So maybe if you can't find some value elsewhere, but again, I mentioned, uh, you're looking for teams that have something to play for and go with those guys. So moving on then to the wide receivers and uh, I mentioned there could be some wide receivers that have value this week and without Marcus Mariota putting up a lot of points. The guys I'd be looking at in this one uh, will be the tight end Delaney Walkman, then Richard Matthews and Corey Davis. So I'm going to talk about Davis and Matthews first and over the season, it's definitely fair to say that Richard Matthews has been the most consistent out of the two. He obviously, as well, missed a majority of time with injuries in the mid-season point. But when I, when I look at it, you know, I think if you're looking at who is the most, uh, you know, naturally talented, you're looking at Corey Davis and obviously the high draft capital. And going forward, he's going to grow into his work role there with the Titans. But Richard Matthews, somebody I've liked since when he was with the Miami Dolphins. He came over, he done a nice job last year. He's done a nice job this year. And, uh, you know, I think that he, if they're going to have any success, and the playoffs, he's going to be a major part of it. Out of the two, the one I'm looking to play this week is Richard Matthews. And you know when Jim talked, he said a bit struggling a third down to convert third downs. And that's somewhere where we've seen Marcus Mariota go to Richard Matthews so so many times. And in the middle of the season, obviously, then when he wasn't there, we've seen how much the team struggled. The struggles have continued since he came back. But out of those two guys, I'm looking at Richard Matthews. If you're looking at the uh, average air yards, it's been pretty balanced uh, throughout the season for both of them but when you look at Richard Matthews he's had a lot more games up around the 100 mark overall with seven games with 84 or more uh, air yards per game and the targets for him then all those games seeing over seven targets so he's been consistently used he is a nice A dot. it's you know usually in the mid-teens you know you see 13 you see 14.8 so I think uh, the usage that he gets is what I like to see Corey Davis uh, as well hasn't been able to get himself into the end zone if you look at the target share very balanced between the two they've had shares all the way from 18 up to 31 but that 31 was an outlier in week three for Richard Matthews most of the time they're in between 20 and 24 for the pair so it's been split around very very evenly we've seen actually week four as well I just see here in front of me 40 target share for Richard Matthews but those games were when Corey Davis was out injured so looking then at the weighted opportunity that obviously goes heavily in favor of Richard Matthews because uh, just that he's been obviously producing a lot more from it uh, throughout the season than the uh, what we've seen with Corey Davis. We've seen, if you look at the lower PPR finishes throughout the season, uh, Corey Davis holds six of the worst seven on the season. And then if you look at the best on the season, we have Richard Matthews basically flipping the script. And uh, out of those first eight, we have uh, just one of them that Corey Davis slots into. So uh, definitely throughout the season, the most consistent of the two has been Richard Matthews. And I think that's where we're going to see uh, our boy or my boy Marcus Mariota looking this week and hopefully this can be a week where he, he really can deliver so looking at PPR formats the low here for uh, Richard Matthews is 7.8 median 12.7 and then 19.3 and then when we scoop it all the way over to look at Corey Davis it's 2.9 it's 6.2 and it's 10 so obviously the outlook with the GLSP app isn't all that high for uh, Corey Davis so I'm all aboard uh, the Richard Matthews train this week. And if you want to go ahead and stack him with Mariota, uh, you can do that. But he's somebody that I'm playing. This week, uh, as a as a kind of just a, a wide receiver that I like at his value, and uh, as I mentioned, I find um, that seven point eight is very very low for him. I think he's going to finish off catching at least five passes. I think then when you go with that, he'll have probably, in my opinion, in the fifty five to eighty yard range with that. And he's always somebody who, if he can get that touchdown, he will hit that high of nineteen point three. But I think the median is a safe balance there for his projections this week. The one though that I'm very interested in is Delaney Walker. I'm a big Delaney Walker fan. I stack him in a lot of my dynasty leagues uh, with Marcus Mariota. So the Delaney Walker part has been working out for me, but I've had to set Mariota in a lot of those throughout this season. But putting Delaney Walker up here in front of me on the uh, GLSP app, we see his PPR low is 4.9 and the median is 9.3 and the high is 16.2. He's somebody who's been getting in the end zone. Uh, He has been banged up all season long, but continues to go out there and plays a very very tough character he plays nearly all the snaps so <laughs> not all the snaps but we see him getting up limp to the sideline for a, a snap or two and then he works his way back onto the field so he's nearly always in there uh, on all the plays and of course with murray out this week and i mentioned uh, how valuable he's been in the passing game in terms of targets uh, we'll see some of them there shorter passes i think go the way of delaney walker this week in ppr so his 4.9 that's pretty much you know him catching uh, two passes on his average production uh, you know it's pretty pretty uh easy target there for him to hit i think the median then is a fair one at the 9.3 and then if he catches that touchdown puts him up there with that high at 16.2 so I find him and Richard Matthews I find as well Corey Davis I find the GLSP has really agreed with what my thoughts are heading into this game I think he's just uh, I always like when when they link up you know I have an opinion in my head and it links up there's a lot of times that I use the GLSP to kind of steer me in the right direction if I have some other thoughts but I find that uh, on those players it's very very accurate in terms of what I think is going to happen uh, this week with this game so with that I think then that makes uh, Delaney Walker my value at tight end this week because he's going up against a team that I think people won't be wanting to target and the Jacksonville Jaguars so I think he definitely will be a return on the value that you're going to have to pay for him there that makes him my draft player of the week and with Draft, they have been sponsoring us all here throughout the season on RV Radio. I've really enjoyed playing on their platform and I've enjoyed obviously talking about them on the shows. But this will be the last week here for the sign-up bonus to, to get that free entry into a game. All you have to do when you sign up is use the code RV Radio on your first deposit and they will enter you into a free contest that, that week. So it's uh, this will be week 17 is the last week for this. So make sure you get involved if you haven't already. Of course, perfect time. As uh, I mentioned, the season-long leagues have all wrapped up. So uh, make sure you head on over to this basketball format, the standard redraft uh, style snake draft like you do with your friends and then uh, they, they take care of the rest after you do that quick draft because it's a quick draft format it goes over and back nice and sharp and uh, you get your draft and it only takes a couple of minutes play directly on your phone if you download the app store or else play it on your computer at playdraft.com and uh, it's just a lot of fun and then of course if there is any last minute injuries or anything like that um, with it being best ball uh, draft takes care of all that sets in your best lineup with your top scores and this week is a perfect week for it because you might have a situation where somebody uh, starts off good and is rested. You might think oh, three or four guys here that I'll take a chance on who may get more playing time than usual. I know uh, a lot of people this week talking with Geronimo Allison with Nelson and uh, Devontae Adams missing for the Packers. So you might take a chance on somebody like that there, put them into your roster, and then if he does have a big week, that obviously helps uh, because he'll go in with the extra points, and you don't have to worry about who's sitting uh, far this week. That is a definite advantage of this style of play. So head on over to playdraft.com, use the code RV Radio, and get signed up. And uh, so that's going to do it for today's edition of the his Fantasy Football Beat on his Radio, brought to you by mybookie.ag and draft. Of course, uh, with the playoffs coming up now next week, this will be the last edition, I believe, of the show until we relaunch it next season. So uh, if it is to be the last show of the year, I thank you for tuning in all year long. Of course, uh, it is coming up to the new year. So uh, happy new year. I hope you all have a, had a fantastic 2017 and will have a fantastic 2018. So Of course, until I'm back with the next show, my name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Uh, It's been my pleasure bringing you this series throughout the season. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Beat. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email at rotovizradio gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Road of His Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.
0: Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark, inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think. If she could, Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting
1: doll and her lot in life. Geico presents... Yet another voicemail from your roommate.
0: Hi! So, about the kitchen. Turns out, when there's a grease fire, you're not supposed to throw water on it. (laughs) Who would have known, right? Anyways, the fire department is here, and it's totally cool. Give me a call back when you get a chance.
1: The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if danger is your roommate's middle name. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns.